ready for some podcast yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome to the organic football podcast and we are just chugging along grinding through our divisions breaking them down letting y'all know telling the people what's up with all these uh fantasy players that have you know changed addresses maybe or they're uh, looking for a big year in 2020. It's all information that you guys need to know. And lucky for y'all, I got my fantasy experts on hand with me. And I'll go ahead and introduce them. It's been a couple episodes since I introduced them, so uh, maybe y'all forgot who they were. But uh, we'll go over to Rich first. Rich, what is up, man? What's going on, Mark? Glad to be back. Glad to talk some AFC South tonight. Looking forward to some of these players, man. Some some of them are looking real good. Some are, you know, medium value players. But uh, we'll get through them. Uh, well, that's what we're here to do. So we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot to talk about in the AFC South. Uh, there was a a surprise team uh, from there that you know went to the AFC Championship game last year. But before we get into all the uh, fantasy and NFL talk, I'll send it over to my other co-host. Bradley, Mr. B.S. Smithers, the bullshitter himself. What's up, Brad? Who are you bullshitting today, man? What's shaking, buddy? You know, just talking some football. And uh, I would just like to remind everyone when they're listening to this AFC South, constant weed is appropriate for a division like this. There are just a few guys in there. So during this episode, I would like to focus everyone on smoking copious amounts of marijuana. It will help get through the episode. So I would just like to say that first. Copious, copious amounts. Brad, Brad's been dogging on this, this division a little bit. I lead by example. I lead by example. I guess I'll take a drag. I might uh, as well. <laughs> that's good, man. Uh, all right. You know, I, I, I'm not taking a drag, but I, am, uh, I did consume some uh, delicious edibles not that long ago. So I'm feeling just as good as you guys, and it's making this division a lot more palatable. I think you got a point, Brad. I'm actually excited to talk about these run-of-the-mill, half-garbage teams. No, just kidding. There's some decent teams and some pretty good players. There's always players that are viable on every team, for sure. So got to go through them, got to talk about them. And uh, we will, of course, have our uh, traditional herbal intermission at the halfway point, but like Brad said, guys, just help yourselves. You know, this might be one where you just, uh, it's a continuous cycle of marijuana intake. So get after it. Get it. Get it and hit it, man. Well, just like trademark it, you know, organic smoking. Like get ripped. Get ripped. Let's do it. Get lifted. Samson gets me lifted. All right. We are going to a team I just kind of mentioned in Nashville, Tennessee. Home of the uh, Grand Ole Opry and all them uh, country music bands and songwriters. and Well, it's basically just the capital of country music. But they also have one other thing, NFL team, and it's uh, the Tennessee Titans, man. And this team, uh, Rich, they 
made a surprise run to the AFC title game. They went to New England and, you know, punched them directly in the mouth. And then followed that up by taking down the favorites in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens. Went into their house and, you know, did a lot of damage. And then they got to the title game, was pretty competitive against KC before uh, Mahomes just took over at the end. So it was a nice little run there for uh, the Tennessee Titans. You know, I would think that Vrabel, you know, he he's a pretty good coach, it seems like to me. He really got these guys uh, playing hard for him. Uh, Rich, you look at the Titans, and the first thing you're going to look at is the quarterback position. Uh, Ryan Tannehill came over there from the Dolphins. I'm sure it was kind of a afterthought for just about everybody. Uh, but he got there to back up Marcus Mariota, eventually took over the starting job about halfway through the season and really excelled. He really shined. He definitely played better than anything I ever saw in Miami. So you're looking at Ryan Tannehill, Rich. What are you expecting from him in the year of 2020, bro? 2020? Um, different year. You know, I, I had him last year. I really liked the pickup. I picked him up, I think, about week nine or ten last year. Really was just clicking and, you know, scoring. I mean, he was averaging over 20 a game at that point. Um, this year, I, I don't think I trust him as much as this year. Um, I, I don't think I'd be able to plug him in every week. So I definitely would back off of it when it comes to value. But um, I do like him. I, I like the system because because they run the ball so much with Derrick Henry it does free up like just like those easy type of throws where it's just play action, you know, the whole defense is sunk in um, and just make a nice easy throw to AJ Brown types. Um, I do like that. I just don't know, you know, they did show us a little bit in the playoffs that they limited his volume. So, you know, they, they had a game where they only threw him about, uh, I think about 11 times in that game. So um, that worries me a little bit. Maybe that was a little bit of a lack of trust just because they hadn't been with him all year, but I'm not sure on that. So that would kind of worry me. Yeah, I think that when they only let him throw the ball 11 times, that was strictly ball control right. and time possession. So they just wanted to run the ball. And well, so there's going to be games like that. That's that's how I see it. There's going to be games where on the ball 14 times. Yeah. And then I'm going, mm. I mean, it's still it was still productive. Don't get me wrong. I mean – with A.J. Brown on the other end of it? I'm pretty sure in the back half of the season, he was the number two quarterback, you know? Yeah, he was on my team. So, I so I mean, I think he's a good play if you are doing that, you know, quarterback flip-flop, picking the matchup. I don't think anyone's really paying for Tannehill, so. True. I, I could see that. Yeah, I wouldn't think he's going to command, like, a huge uh, draft price, even though he did, you know, really tear it up down the stretch there, like you mentioned. We'll skip over the running back for a second because I do want to get to A.J. Brown uh, just because we were talking about him and what this uh, Rook did. You know, he had that progression that we kind of mentioned, you know, before with it sometimes happens with rookies. And he really didn't do too much until like week 10 or 11 and came out after the bye and scored the second most fantasy points, you know, at the position only behind Michael Thomas for the remainder of the year. So you see a guy like A.J. Brown really come into his own like that and... You know, it's obviously got to get you excited for uh, what he can do in 2020. What do you think, Brad? Is A.J. Brown maybe uh, going to crack the top 10 of wide receivers this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see him getting somewhere around there. Like Rich said, they're not really a pass-heavy team. So while he has the skills and he can, you know, break open and hit in stride and just get some t- touchdowns or 50-plus yard plays, I just don't really see me kind of like treating him as my wide receiver number one. I see him more as like a flex one, two type guy. 
you know, if I can get him for some good value, I'd love to plug him in there, but not as my wide receiver number one. Even though he is going to bring solid value, I just want to have a better wide receiver one, that's all. AJ Brown, though, man, I um, I, I do like him as a value play, like, when I think about it. Like, I, I, like I, honestly, like, just even just talking about it just now, I've kind of, like, clicked, like, man, like, you could get a nice super value play from a quarterback-wide receiver combo by having both these guys. Um, if you want to, like, go shell out. Now he likes Now him. I like him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Now he likes saying that. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just going more like, okay, like I can – I tried to hone in last year, you know, a real strategy towards finding teams. Okay, like this team, yeah, they're a run-heavy team, but that doesn't mean that they won't have games where it's still a weakness on the other side where the, the weakness is against cornerbacks and, and the throwing game. So if the weakness is still there – that's all the more reason that an AJ Brown is going to go and get a 70 yard touchdown in that game. And then if you have that combo, I mean, that's, that's sick right then. It's big play capabilities is what it kind of is. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like when they connect, they connect big. And yeah, you look at, uh, I mean, Derek Henry, when he's taking over a game in the fourth quarter, I mean, that's going to suck in the safety from the secondary. So they're going to be stacking the box to try to stop him, to try to get off the field prevent another first down you know and then that's when you know Tannehill seemed like he was able to kind of find A.J. Brown over the top uh so that's a nice combo I agree Rich uh you know and an underrated one I, I would think both of those guys their draft value is or their price tag I should say is not gonna be that high I would think A.J. Brown would go for under 20 bucks but I could be wrong yeah I was gonna say 15. Say you get them both for about max absolute max you're paying 25 like that's two positions. I would be willing to plug in AJ Brown as my flex one, like all year long, and not even touch it. Yeah, I like that, man. That's a nice, nice little uh, under the radar stack there. But uh, then they got Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys as their other two receivers. You know, these guys it might be, uh, you know, you get them for a buck or off the waiver wire. I'm not sure uh, if either of those guys are gonna hit the radar. Any interest in uh, those two? Zero. No, I mean, I like Corey Davis. I, I drafted him his rookie year. Um, I think I picked him up at 1.2. He's, seen, he's, so, he's shown some life here and there. but um, So there may come a point where he's got about a four-week stretch that comes through the year where you might be like, oh, he's a little bit viable. But um, out the gate, he's nothing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft either of those guys. If I wasn't looking at A.J. Brown, I'd be looking more towards the tight end situation as opposed to any of these secondary wide receivers. Yeah, and the tight end is uh, Janu Smith. Janu? Yeah. That's, only, that's the only guy I ever met named Janu. Well, I mean, I never met him, but. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I was going to say you <laughs> met him. <Wow. laughs> we used to hang out, Big man. Baller. We're bros. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Janu Smith, uh, he's, you know, he's one of these guys. I that, like him. Yeah, uh, I kind of like his, yeah, I like his I game. Him. You know, he, he seems like he he's able to catch it and then, you know, kind of run a couple people over after the catch. He always likes to see that, get the yak, the yards after the catch. So uh, Johnny Smith is a nice little tight end play. I think he would probably be started most weeks in our league. You think he's a starter, guys? He's close. Mm. He's that back end guy, I think, about top 12. With tight ends like that, I mean, my team has got to be stacked, and I'm not really worried about the tight end position for a guy like that. Because, I mean, he can get you decent games, but you're not really banking on him for anything. So, you know, if I have top-tier guys everywhere else, then I'm okay with it. But if I'm looking to get 
a lot of points on my tight end position. I'm not too. No, happy he's a dollar know. tight end. I, I think he's more of the guy, like you said. If you if you've sold out on running backs and wide receivers, let's say, or whatever, a quarterback, and you're just finishing out that roster, that's that's a dollar guy, though. Like I, I would like him for a dollar. I'd place him on my roster for a dollar with another guy who's like those back end guys and try to figure it out. Like that's what I do. If I if I don't get my top tight ends or my top quarterbacks. Usually I'll just like shift down to where it's like, okay, give me two of them and let me make a decision. I can make that decision. That's tough too, because like if you're trying to rock two tight ends and then you have, you can't pay for a defense, you got two defenses, you know, and then you get a backup quarterback. There's only three spots. I'll do it at two of those positions usually. That's what makes our our league so tough is because we don't have those spots. What I do with it, I kind of view it as like, I'll, I'll take it and I'll just make it like a carousel of like, that's my like shiftable moves if I have to do it. You know what I mean? I'm, I, if I've got, let's say I have on my bench a quarterback, a tight end, like because of where their values are at, I would be willing to shift through those and kind of like shift through the Rolodex and be like, okay, next next guy up, okay, you got to go because I need a defense this week. I'm picking up a different defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's only really – I'll hold out like two of those spots maybe. Like usually it's one only. But if I need to make room, I'll do two. The limited uh, waiver moves in our league, and then you couple that with the short bench. So like like uh, we've mentioned in the past, we only got six roster spots on the bench, and then, you know, uh, eight starters and uh, the limited waiver moves. It's It all comes together to put a squeeze on every owner, you know, where it's just all year long, you know, there's no real room for error when it comes to the waiver wire uh you know, who you're picking off the wire and how you're managing your bye weeks and how you're managing, you know, the rest of your roster. So that is a, that's a interesting thing there, Brad. So we'll circle on back to the running back position. They got the big man in the backfield. He's a bruiser. Uh, you know, another owner in our league likes to comment that he has a donkey dick hanging out of the back of his helmet. But the man I'm talking about is uh, Derek Henry. And he's a beast, though. Uh, man, he's really excelled since his rookie, his second year. He was kind of splitting time with uh, DeMarco Murray. And... A donkey <laughs> dick has the back of his helmet? I never heard that crazy. Is that what you said? Uh, Holy shit. I was, it took me a little time yeah, to digest I, that shit. A donkey dick at the back of his helmet. Wow. That's a good one. If you look at that braid or whatever that is he has, it kind of makes sense. But anyways... Uh, the dude, you know, he crushed it last year. Derrick Henry, man. He's going to be fucking killer. Number three back all year round. He's good. He is, man. He's just, he's huge in the upper body. He, like, runs down the field. It's almost like he's running straight up and down. He doesn't He doesn't really bend down when he runs, it looks like to me. And he just kind of goes striding down the sideline. He's broke off a lot of big touchdowns over the course of his career. He had some in, you know, in his first couple years that were kind of just flash in the pan. And, you know, he'd pick him up at that point and kind of hope he could do it again. But, yeah, I'd say these last two years since Mike Vrabel became the coach, he was kind of just like, yeah, I'm going to give this guy the rock and just let him wear these teams down. So, yeah, he ended up the number two uh, running back in fantasy last year behind McCaffrey. So, nice, solid play. And the depth chart behind him is a bunch of nobodies. Uh, Darrington Evans, Dalen Dawkins, Norris Perry. So, Derrick Henry is going to get, I would say, 95% of the carries, I would have to believe, unless they bring in somebody else. So, Derrick Henry is a nice uh, $70 running back draft pick. What would you say, Brad? 
Yeah, I say that's pretty good. I, I, it's really hard to tell where the running backs are going to go in our league. Is it going to be 70? Is it going to be 80, 85? You know. How much do you guys think Derrick Henry went for last year? He was like 46 bucks. 54. Oh, close. Uh, Rich was close. Yeah, 44. Went for 44. So we're talking about he might be like 70 this year, so that's a big price increase for him. I think everybody got a year of seeing what he can do. Like, I, I think yeah. the last year, like, I wanted him last year, but just just pushed me out of it. I was like, I really wanted to squeak it out with like 40 bucks, and it didn't happen, so I moved on. He, he just – he reminds me of a Marshawn Lynch, but faster. Beast, man, you know? yeah. Just like he, – he hits like Marshawn, but he, he can explode and just hit those holes. Yeah, he's got, he's got some quick cut. He's, he's, he's a good back. I mean, not, not the greatest at pass catching, but he's a good back, man. He's one of those backs I like to have on my yeah. team. I, I like backs that get the, get the rock, man. He's going to get the rock. Yeah, and he runs downhill, like they say. You know, he runs like straight up and down the field. Like, some of those big plays that he's had, he does not make moves. He's just running straight, fastest route to the end zone. Boom. Done. I like when he hits people, though, too, man. He pushes people around. He gets, if he can get you on the outside, he's going to put that stiff arm out and try to throw you to the ground. I love it, man. Yeah. And by the fourth quarter, man, they don't want to even touch him. So, he's just – he's getting, like yeah. – he's falling for it. He's just – he's been know? trucking everybody the whole game, and they're just – yeah, they're worn out, man. Yeah. So, everyone he falls for, he gets three yards, you know, every play. Yeah, Derrick Henry. I mean, I, what were you talking about? You said something about eighty-five. I was like, no, the top back. The top back would go for possibly eighty. Eighty-five would be the top top back. Real dude. Like, what did he say about eighty-five? Let's not talk eighty-five for top back. That's that's too much. That's crazy, bro. Okay, I know. I, I'm the asshole who paid ninety. <laughs> you are that asshole. I'm gonna tell you right now, don't pay don't pay ninety, don't pay eighty five either. Rich, would you wear a shirt that said I'm the asshole who paid ninety? Because I will get that for you, man. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> Words are binding. I own it because I still had a I still had a fucking pretty good season that season, so yeah, was, I got myself real close. I, I no, I was there to like the very end even that year when I lost David Johnson spent ninety dollars on my team. <sighs> Oh, well, then he lost Leonard Fournette the week next week. Major loss the next week, too. And so it was like two weeks in the season, it was all over. All my value out of my draft was gone. And then you're – yeah, exactly. You regrouped. You're able to pull it together, man. And, yeah, injuries can derail a team so quick, man, and out of the blue. And, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, it's tough because it seems like some owners, you know, like yourself, like you mentioned, are – able to kind of roll with the punches and adapt. And then some guys, the injuries start stacking up and it's just like, they're like, well, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know? So well, I do think that's, I mean, we had that debate before, but um, you know, our waiver system, I think is, is kind of a help to that situation. I do think there's always, there's going to be viable guys when it comes to about, I think that sweet zone is about week three to six is when you find a, a, a lot of good gems that nobody was expecting that season. And then from there, you know, there's another period late in the season where uh, waivers are really important too when you're starting to head into your playoffs. So I just think if you're properly equipped to do waivers in those times, you can still find enough value to be competitive always. Right on. And, yeah, uh, we're, we're mentioning in our league, you know, the the limited waiver moves and then the short bench. And you you just kind of touched on – 
one of the reasons that having a short bench in a league is crucial for competitive balance. Because if we had, like I said, we have six bench spots. If we had seven or eight bench spots, well, what does that mean? That means the top 24 guys, the top 24 guys off the waivers are all going to be on somebody's roster, whether it's defenses, kickers, quarterbacks, doesn't matter. They're going to be languishing on the bottom of somebody's roster, probably not getting used, but if you're the guy who had a bunch of injuries and said, hey, man, hopefully at least I get this first pick this week, I could pick up a stud or a, somebody I think might turn into a stud, you know, take a flyer on somebody, you know, that's that's the advantage you have. So when you have that short bench, it seems like there's always going to be at least a couple choice players on the waiver wire every single week. I agree. I like that. That was that was a good little diatribe right there. Thanks, man. I like it. I don't do diets, but I do do diatribes. hey oh Boom, boom. <laughs> Ta-ta. Shush. <laughs> dun, dun. The Titans' defense. Is the Titans' defense worth a spot on your roster? Uh, not sure. Um, I, see I think yes. they're going to have a pretty good team, and I think they're going to have a pretty good uh, run game for sure. So that lends to having a nice defense. Uh, Kevin Byard, I believe he led the league in interceptions, or he was second uh, last year. So Kevin Byard's a nice piece out of safety. They also have a Dory Jackson. Malcolm Butler from the Patriots. Yeah, their secondary is pretty nice, man. So what what are your thoughts, Rich, about the Titans, D? I think you hit on all the points there. You know, they have um, the good run team. The good run team with, uh, on the other side, a hard-nosed football team with under Mike Vrabel. Uh, and like you said, good, good secondary. So, I mean, we're looking at teams, you know, that are going to be, you know, hopefully playing from a little bit behind against the, the good run game and, and making a little bit of mistakes. So, I mean, I think they're a good defense. They're always solid. Like they never really, I, I've had them on my teams here and there, you know, kind of streaming wise, you know, about six games out of them. They're a solid defense. They're, I don't think they're, you know, top end defense. It's going to go out there and score you 20 points, but when you need to get and secure that 10 to 12 point range, I think they're kind of right there for that. Yeah. They're, they're not really a team that, gets blown out a lot it doesn't seem like so they're not getting yeah. any of those negative scores or you know just completely ruining your week so that's good yeah good call grinding team grinds to victory so yeah all right so since this is a continuous uh uh smoke session you know why don't you guys uh let it rip while we uh move to the next team team number two we better hit it yeah brad i mean we're talking we're, look man we're going to the uh, east coast of Florida. You don't want to go to that part, man. Dude, we're gonna we're gonna fucking kill this one right now. Oh boy. We are headed down to Jayville. Talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, this is a team. Uh, they have not been very good uh, recently. They did have one year where Blake Bortles uh, looked like he might be a good quarterback before it all fell apart. Uh, they made a pretty decent playoff run. That was about three years ago, I think. You know, just looking at their offense, Brad, quarterback position, well, he was the uh, stash. He was the uh, big, uh, I don't know, what did you guys call him, the big cheese last year? He was kind of the guy that just came out of nowhere and 
the ladies love him because he's got a porn stash. The dude, Gardner Minshew II. He is their quarterback as Nick Foles has moved on. So Gardner Minshew's their starter. Uh, Brad, when you look at him, do you see a, a fantasy-relevant quarterback? No, not at all. Minshew mania does not extend to fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, down the road, if he's there and it's a great matchup and you got a bye week cover, maybe. But he's got to be playing well for the four weeks prior for me to even look at him. So going into the draft, I would be shocked if anyone picked him up. Yeah. Shocked. It's hard to – I mean, he did have a few nice moments and probably a couple nice fantasy games last year, but also he looked really bad at times too, so – yeah, Gardner Minshew, man. Who knows? Uh, I did see some flashes, though. So he did seem to have a nice connection with this next guy, uh, Rich DJ Shark Jr. And, you know, uh, what did they do? The Baby Shark song for him? DJ Shark. Doo, 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 doo. So that dude, uh, he kind of tore it up last year, man. Uh, DJ Shark. What are your thoughts about him going into 2020, Rich? Is he, I don't know, what do you make of him? Is he a number one on uh, somebody's roster? He was a number one on my roster last year. Um, I don't diminish him too much with Minshew. I think they have a little bit of a rapport. Uh, I don't think Minshew's all that great, but I do think um, DJ Chark is a guy who will make people miss. He's a guy who goes and gets the ball. He has really good hands. There was, there was quite a few plays where he was really making people look foolish in the secondary last year. He's a good wide receiver. I would like to get him for some lower value this year. He might be able to sneak up to that number one range this year. I think it'll be a little bit behind that probably, a little bit of a drop-off. He's a really good receiver. Maybe it'll be more like a flex option this year. Although he was a number one last year. I had him almost the whole year, and he put up the numbers. So surprising guy. He'll fall back to earth a little bit, but still be valuable. Top, top flex one position. Just because last year he was, I feel like, that back half uh, wide receiver one. But their offensive line has gotten worse. I I think the whole team's kind of gotten worse. So I feel like there's not going to be as much offense coming out. So I feel like that production will kind of take a step back. But I do think he's a solid. To that point, I'll I'll say, like, as, as his owner last year, I'll tell you, a lot of his production was a little junky. It happens. But, uh Junk production is production. So, like, yeah. I mean. Yeah, you'll take. Hey, you will take that. I used to kind of discriminate against the junk production. But to be honest with you, like, um, shitty teams. He doesn't discriminate anymore, man. discriminate now. Yeah. Fantasy points are fantasy points, man. You take them. Yeah, I mean, the fourth quarter counts too, man. So, like, when they're down by, you know, 14 points, 21 points, and they're just chucking the ball all over the field, that's the time for DJ Chark, you know. He's going to pop off. They're trying to make the game close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it opens up. They just The defense is let up in the fourth quarter. They yeah. do it all the time. So It you know, always happens, dude. Yeah, they're killing clock. Yeah. What do they say? Prevent defense only prevents you from winning? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always seems like the, the teams that have a big lead going to that prevent, all of a sudden big plays start happening on the other end. You know, the game gets a little closer. But DJ yeah. Chark, uh, Rich – Really good hands uh, on the kid, man. I didn't see him drop many balls and uh, knack for finding the end zone, too. So a nice play. Uh, Somebody I definitely, you know, would take a look at in the draft, uh, depending where the price tag goes. What are you thinking? Maybe a a $15 to $20 guy there, Brad? Yeah, I like that number. Man, I've really been liking your numbers lately, Mark. I'm I'm trying to keep them more uh, believable, according to you. Yeah, wow. Since the 
girly incident. Yeah. <laughs> I will pay $55 for Todd Gurley, so bid me up because I will pay it for that dude. I don't care. Holy but Jesus. Or I'll let you have him at 54. He's doing the long play to drop somebody off the edge of the cliff. Gotcha, bitch. I'm out. I didn't want him anyways. No. Never wanted the guy. <laughs> Todd who? What? Okay. Ugh. All right, man. <laughs> you heard about that guy's knees? <laughs> DJ Shark for 15. Good value. Boom. Done. All right. Boom. Done. Rest, right. rest of the wide receivers, not that great. Maybe a spot start. Garbage. Garbage. All right. Uh, let's slow down. Back it up. Back up the truck here because Tyler Eifert. Is there garbage? Eifert is in the house, oh, Brad. Your favorite tight end of all time. I believe he no showed in the championship week for you one year, Brad. So tell us your thoughts on uh, Tyler Eifert, buddy. I've actually had a lot of people no show for me in the championship <laughs> weeks. I just want to point that out. I have not had any Tyler Eifert. Straight did not show up for work that day. No call, no show. I'm just not nope, showing up. Nope. Dude, I've even had guys that don't even play all four quarters in the championship game. Take the rest of the day off. Not even because of injury. Like, yo, bro, you're not playing well. You got to get out. Who was that again? Who who had to sit at the end? Yeah, good old Andrew Luck, man. Point seven in the championship game. All of you that had him that year know that pain. Because if you still won, I tip my hat to you. Fuck yeah. that shit. 0.7 from the number one fantasy player. You're right, dude. I remember listening to like some stats uh, on a different podcast about that game and just how bad the drop-off was of Luck's production compared to what he did the rest of the year. And They had like six interceptions oh, or something. Man. It was insane. Uh, hey, that'll happen, man. It's fantasy, right? That's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you. Uh, <laughs> like the needle to the vein oh we're back to that again oh my god i thought we were sticking just with the herbs tonight brad why you always gotta take it to the next level bro calm down over there man. dark days mark dark days that's another couple of levels you had to bring up luck didn't you mark a couple clicks yeah mark i mean you're poking the bears a little bit you know you're always poking the bears yeah that's what i do man i just realized he's sitting there in his little cloud he's manifesting dude he's like he's a mad scientist dude let's do this podcast finally dawned on you bro finally man i was wondering when it was gonna dawn on you bro yeah, you thought it was going to happen draft day. I was going to figure out, no, dude, I'm on you. Yeah, he's, he's, he's prodding us both, man. He's coming after us. He's saying, look, he, yeah. he sends me the, the, hey, hey, Rich, do you remember when you lost last year? <laughs> remember when he sent that text this week? Remember when you lost this yeah. year? He sent me a picture of, like, how I lost. Suddenly brings up a no-show, like, with Eifert, <laughs> not talking about I luck. see how he is. Talking up Gurley, yeah, dude, he's gonna. See how I, he dude, is. This has been a master well, plan from the get go. Well, mastermind. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what a guilty man would say. Bro, I'm a fan of Tyler Eifert, man. I'd have his Bengals jersey hanging in my closet right now, bro. What are you... Dude, I can't wait to see your team next year, Gurley Eifert. <laughs> Stack. It's gonna be sick, bro. They're gonna Stack. kill it. Yeah, they are gonna kill it. Yeah, as long as you get Chubb and Cream Hunt, you do that. And Dawson Knox. Gotta get Dawson Knox. He's gotta be on my roster. <laughs> I'm gonna roster Dawson Knox. <laughs> Book it. Book it. <laughs> oh, 
What the fuck? Get to the bank. Let's do the end around. Uh, D.D. Westbrook to Leonard Fournette, the running back in Jacksonville. Uh, Rich, you look at Fournette. I don't know, man. I've I liked him coming out of college. I know that. Um, he I think he could tear it up if he was in the right situation. But Jacksonville is. You know, just kind of been a bad team. It's not the best team, not the best line for him to work with. But you look at Fournette, Rich, uh, you know, what are you expecting from him in 2020, man? Because I'm kind of at a loss. I don't really know what to expect from Leonard Fournette. Uh, I kind of tapped out on, on Fournette the year that he had the hammy kind of straight out the gate. He's not all that committed. But then, you know, last year he had about 20 touches a game. So, you know – when I see that, it's it's tough to pass up. I mean, it, it's definitely somebody who's got to be rostered by people. Um, I, I wouldn't be looking to overpay on him, but he's a running back who's getting 20 touches a game. So it, it, it's somebody that can produce for you, whereas, you know, other other guys I'm not guaranteed even 10 touches. But Fournette last year, I mean, he was a number nine back. It's not bad. I mean, he's there. He's a he's a good back. But like you said, Brad, the team is going to diminish this year. They're they're worse off this year than they were even last year. I put him at like the number twelve spot. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking borderline flex one to me. You know, someone's paying fifty bucks for him. That's fifty five. I mean, who do you like more, Todd Gurley or Fournette, Mark? Oh, Gurley all day, bro. Come on. We know where that's going. Okay. What about Nick Chubb? Who do you like or Nick Chubb? Kenny Drake. Chubb and Drake. I mean, of those three, I'd take Chubb. Yeah, I put Fournette at the bottom of all these lists. So to me, like he's just trailing down, down, agree, down, man. down, down. He's on a bad team. And then the offensive line is bad. So yeah. to me, like there's nothing. And then plus, like Rich said, the injuries, yeah. man. And like he he doesn't seem like when he gets hurt, he doesn't seem like he can get healthy. So to me, he's like toxic. To me, he's like the kind of guy if if for some reason I end up drafting him, whether I just missed out on some other backs or I end up getting caught by somebody where I'm trying to bid somebody else up or whatever the case may be, and some somehow Fournette ends up on my roster, I'd probably, because I don't feel like I could trust him, so I'd probably be like waiting for him to have a big game or two and then trying to move him, to be honest with you. Because I just, I don't trust Fournette to be my guy, you know, to carry my team for the whole year. No, he wouldn't be. I, I, he could be a good third back on my team. But I, I just don't see that as working out to be the value. I think people will pay a little more because he is that, like, predominant back. I mean, they brought in Chris Thompson, uh, but that's about it in the backfield other than him. So it's like he is the guy. Well, I think some people view as the number five back in our league. Yeah, you know, I mean that's which is that's crazy. overvalue. I mean he's not there. I mean they. I, I looked up some rankings. He's he's sitting at 18th at projections for 2020, um, and just like you were throwing a name at him, but like what about like a guy like Austin Eckler? I guess Fournette. Yeah, I would like Eckler over him for sure. Okay, I mean that's who they have right next to him: Raheem Mostert, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I like all those guys better than him. Honestly, I just actually I don't know. I'd take Fournette maybe over Bell. But Bell got really fat and slow, man. Dude, that year off was not good for him, man. No, it wasn't, but now he's got a year on and yeah. fingers crossed, maybe he's been working out and hitting the gym fingers and training crossed, and yeah. everything is but hey, I don't know, man. So okay, real quick I want to say on Fournette, what do you put his value on? What do you th- what would you pay and what do you think he's gonna go for? 
Because to me, I think he's going to go for like 40, 50, and I think he's 25. People overpay. I, I think he's going to go in the 40 range, 45 range. And honestly, I, if I could scoop him up at 25, I, I don't think it's even possible. But if he was sitting there and that kind of situation came up, then I would scoop him up. But I, other than that, no. That's where I'd max out on it probably. I wouldn't want to pay more than 25. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to get stuck with him, honestly. Yeah, he just doesn't end up on your roster. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I mean, there is, like we've talked about, somebody, somebody's going to scoop him up. Somebody's going to pay more money. Somebody's going to be like, here, here's 40 bucks at it. There's always that. That's what I was talking about with Brad this week was like, there's that middle range where like people get to where they're like, I got to have a back. And they're like, I, I got to do something at running back right now. And they're like, okay, well, I've got a lot of money left. If they're in that situation where they haven't spent 60 or 70 on a back, then mm. when you get into that range, they just automatically have enough money to be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to spend 40 on this. Yeah. Oh, boom. What's that sound I hear? Oh, that's right. It's time for a little herbal intermission, fellas. <laughs> This episode, you know, it's it's gone a little off the rails, but like we said, we are just continuous uh, intake of the marijuana Copious. vapors and also edibles uh, for this whole episode. But anyways, we're still going to do our intermission and do it right. So, Rich, I know you busted out a new vape today, so tell me, buddy, what you puffing on today? All right, Mark. Uh, today I started loading up. I've already I did my edibles pre-show, and then I loaded up um, a timeless cartridge. Timeless, timeless. A different different brand for us today. I usually do a select elite. Here we go, timeless Maui Wowie. Oh, okay. Sounds kind of nice. Maui Wowie is a nice sativa. Um, good sativa. I've had it before. Flower version. I think um, I think I might have had it in a, a vape cartridge one time before. Good uh, heady high that gets you get you going. And what am I gonna say about it? Uh, gets you laughing a little bit actually too, which is like a little bit rare in a sativa. So I like that. So I'll take a drag and tell you what it tastes like. Right on, man. Yeah, sativas are uh, definitely what I prefer. Um, you know, it, some indicas are good, but uh, it just tends to make me tired. But the Maui Wowie, man, just a classic name. I mean, that's just you know, you hear Maui Wowie, you instantly think of really good weed. So uh, let us know how that one's grabbing you, Rich. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, I was hitting it during the show as well already, but um, <laughs> it's it, it, it's very good. Uh, I actually really like the flavor on it. Um, nice smooth flavor. I don't know if you can see there on the on the screen though but that's like a nice clear oil that does look pretty nice man it's really good um i like it a lot uh, i don't usually do timeless so pretty impressive i like that uh, just a clear oil in the vape i mean is that a sign to you that it's a, a really pure product you know no impurities and just you're getting the straight uh extracts uh going into the vape I think that is. I think I like it. I think I like the um, taste a little better every time it's clearer and um, kind of a little 
a little less uh, damage on the throat, it feels like, you know, when you hit it. So it's like a little smoother hit when I see the clear oils. And I was going to say um, sativa versus indica. You know, I'm more of a sativa guy myself, but I do get myself the indicas too, so I can kind of balance it out. There's times for each for me. Like, uh, you know, going to sleep is important. So there's times that I'll hit some indica at the end of the day, and it's like good to just relax on it. Meanwhile, you know, during the day, I'm pretty much going to hit the sativas. But, you know, there's a time, time and a place for each in my Right on, man. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty nice, man. Timeless. I actually have a theory that enough sativas equals indicas. You smoke enough, and you'll just go to sleep. Eventually, you're going to get a good night's sleep off of smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that always helps. Yeah. Um, and if you wake up in the middle of the night, Brad, you just roll over and take a dab. Boom. Good to go. Pete and repeat. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, man. Well, damn. Now I want to try one of those. I'm wondering if there, if you saw any other uh, flavors for that timeless rich, because Maui Waui sounds pretty awesome. Did you notice any other uh, flavors that they make? Uh, they had quite a few, man. Um, they actually was going for a new different select one, and they were out of uh, what I was looking for. And then she said, hey, Timeless is buy one, get one. Uh, so we'll go ahead and do that. So I bought one and got one. I think I got a Maui Wowie. And I don't know. I'll have to tell you next episode uh, what the other one is. <laughs> I can't fucking remember right now. <laughs> All right, bro. Maui Wowie's got yeah, you, bro. Man, well, that's, I think that's the perfect spot to... Uh, and the herbal intermission. I mean, Rich said it right there. I can't fucking remember right now, so <laughs> that explains it. All right, man. Uh, well, thank you for breaking that down, and uh, man, maybe you guys want to try that one out, man. A nice little uh, sativa, the Maui Wowie. Just a good name for the birds, man. I like that. All right, so we are going to move on back to our NFL and fantasy talk. And, uh, well, dudes, we got through two teams in the AFC South. And now we are moving on to H-Town, Houston, Texas. And let's uh, start talking about the Houston Texans, if you don't mind. And, Brad, I know you're really eager to talk about these guys. So we're going to talk about the most fantasy-relevant player on that team, on that uh, offense. Clearly, it's Will Fuller. So let us know, man. What's up with Will Fuller this year, Brad? Yeah, I mean, the guy's knee holds up. The guy's the guy's great when DeAndre Hopkins is on the team, commanding all the double teams and leaving wide-ass open spaces. So without DeAndre, yeah, I don't really care for him at all. I like how Brad's just, like, unfazed. He's like, I'll talk to Will Fuller. Fuck it. Like, you want to go talk to Will Fuller first? Fuck Will Fuller. <laughs> I'll talk to him. He's ready, man. He's always ready. Always. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will Fuller, Brad, I mean, the just the injury issues in his career have been, well, it's been a lot. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever completed a full season in the NFL. Uh, he's just always getting banged up, whether it's the legs, the knee, the back, the thigh, the hammy, the elbow, the meniscus, the tendonitis, the bursitis, mental pride. the pride, it's all wounded. 
it's all hurting. So, Rich, Will Fuller, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, you feel for the guy. You know he's not going out there trying to get hurt. But, uh, you know, he's he is a talented player when he's been able to stay he's healthy. He's doing a pretty good job at it, though, <laughs> if he's not trying. Uh, he's a talented player when he's healthy. And, you know, he could be a, fantasy, a big impact player in fantasy if he's healthy. So, Rich, uh, is Will Fuller a guy that you might try to sneak onto your bench and cross your fingers? Uh, I think that's a good way to describe it of how I kind of feel about it. You gotta, I say, put him on my roster. I say, I say he's a nice bench player. Um, if he's healthy, I mean, check it out. I, I mean, where DeAndre Hopkins did leave, right? Like he is gone. So all those targets are gone. So it's got to filter down somewhere. So if he's healthy, is he not a, is he not a top end talent? I think he is. I mean, he's a little bit of a version of, DeAndre Hopkins. So can he fill in that role if he's healthy? Yeah, not to the degree of he's a version of Deshaun Jackson. Uh, not DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's a the guy can never stay healthy. Uh, I think that's an undersell on his skills as a wide receiver, though. I think Will Fuller's pretty talented. I think he's a good wide receiver. In the sense that Deshaun is super injury prone and can explode for some big plays. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Brad because he Mark agrees with me, bitch. He is going to go off for those big touchdowns. I mean, he had a three-touchdown game last year, and I want to say Fuller threw up about 30. Yeah, he threw up 37 points, and uh, I believe I rushed out to trade for him, as I recall. And then he, uh, well, he got injured uh, several times over the course of the rest of the year, so. Brad did specifically say that he's like Deshaun Jackson in that he's just a fast guy. You said that, right? Oh, Isn't okay. that what you were saying? He's just a fast guy. He's over the top, right? No, I was talking about injuries. I was strictly talking injuries. He can't stay healthy all year. I just want to clarify that, like, as a wide receiver, I think Will Fuller has a higher-end skill, like, you know, skill across the board. Whereas, like, Deshaun Jackson, I like him as a receiver, but, like, he is more of just, like, that pure speed guy. Whereas, like, a Will Fuller, I like him I like him in the intermediate. I like him to go get me possession receptions as well. Like, you know, 10-yard out route and just fucking hit it and get it, get it going. So, like, I, I think he's, he's, um, he's a talented wide receiver when he is on the field. It, it sucks that he can't stay healthy. I do get that, but – Worth the two dollars to put him on my roster, I think. Yeah, I don't see him going for that though. Someone's gonna pay five, I think five ten. Okay, I'd probably pay five. And with the with the injury history, he's gonna be one of those guys that it's just frustrating to have him, you know, because then you're just checking injury reports all week, and you're like, okay, did he practice? Is he gonna get in the game? So that's also the factor with him is you just you you're just gonna be worried every single week if he's healthy going into it. Is he gonna come out of the game healthy? So interesting fact, real quick. I just happened to look this up <laughs> while we were doing this. Will Fuller last year went for. Do you know how much, Brett? How much did he go for last year? Eight bucks. No, he went for four dollars. And do you know who drafted him? Brad Smith. Oh, look at that. Okay, so it has come full circle now, Brad. Well, no, DeAndre Hopkins was there last year. It's totally different. Oh, well, it is a different situation. That's true. So he's more yeah. valuable this year. No, because there's he's not as good on double teams. DeAndre can get through those and catch the balls with double teams. Wolf Fuller cannot get through those double teams, so he's going to be boxed in. So I look for the number two in that situation. Well, he can run past them though and be open for a bomb. But I'm, so he's going to have not the he's going to have same numbers, if not worse. 
Let's talk more. What about the rest of the wide receivers? What do you think of what we got going on here? So let's go to the number two. Who's that now? They brought in Brandon Cooks, right? Okay. So what do you think about Brandon Cooks? So you like him or what? Yeah, for $1 to $4. I like Cooks over four. If I follow you down your guys' path of that, actually Will Fuller won't be around because he's injured, right? Cooks is then actually the number one. So really our play should be Randall Cobb or Kiki Cutie. That's interesting, yeah, because now they got I, – I don't want any of them, first off. So. Oh, yeah, Kenny Stills is there, too. Yeah, they actually have five receivers that are – yeah, that it's a name that you're going to recognize. Uh, I mean, Kiki Cutie hasn't really done too much in this league, but uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller, those are all names. I mean, it's almost like the Texans kind of seen what was going on with Will Fuller, and they're like, okay, well, we need to get some backup wide receivers if this dude can't stay healthy because uh, – yeah, having Randall Cobb there, I mean, who knows? He could emerge and have a starting role at some point. Yeah, he, I just don't care about Randall Cobb at this point. I mean, how long? How many years has he been in the league? It's got to be coming yeah. up on like ten plus. Yeah, he has so, been around for a while. That's true. Oh, beer fat checker. How many? How many years Randall Cobb been in the league? I'm gonna say eleven years. I'll say eight. <laughs> well, I'm I just roped you into it. Let's go. Look it up. Kill I'm up. saying eight. Brad's saying eleven. Split the difference. He's probably been in at nine. He hasn't, but yeah, I, he I hasn't just, been in the league fucking 11 years. No fucking no. way. It's not 11, no dude. fucking it's way. too much. No fucking way. Injecting yourself with needles again, Brad. I told you, you need to cut that out, bro. It hasn't been Watch 11 this. years. Nine. Oh, this will be his 10th oh. year. This will be his 10th year. year. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's why I said split the difference, dude. It's going to be something like that. All right. It's well, supposed to be Randall, 11, though. <laughs> I said 10 and then I went 11, so I was pretty well, close. Well, he's actually yeah, been in there at nine, and I said eight, so he's actually only played nine, and I said eight, so I guess we're played nine. Right. He oh. has played nine. He's yeah, played he's nine. Oh, we played Price is Right rules, right? And I said well, eight. We, well, okay. we are. So, we're not playing this Price is Right rules, but also, like, yeah. <laughs> if this is the showcase showdown, bro, you know I'm spinning that big ass wheel and I'm landing it right on a dollar every time. All right, we've we've exhausted the wide receivers now. Uh, yeah, I'm exhausted, man. Uh, let's see here, <laughs> Darren Fells, bro. Tell me about him. He's actually one of these guys that just he kind of just catches touchdowns. Uh, he, what do you have like seven or eight touchdowns last year? Uh, Deshaun Watson just kind of looked for him right at the three yard line, you know, and he'd be open and got a nice set of hands you catch the ball not sure what to expect there but uh rich darren fells what do you think buddy not groovy i don't like him (laughs) how do you not like a guy who catches touchdowns yeah i don't know i mean not reliable not reliable tight end option no thank you how many touchdowns do you think he had last year brad darren fells uh eight eight touchdowns he has seven but uh and how, and how many and how many games did he score those seven touchdowns in? Four. Yeah, multiple touchdown games. Yeah, I think I think several of those games he had two touchdowns. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So to me, that's what I'm saying. He's that's a boomer bust guy, like a big time. touchdown. He's gonna be a buy a buy cover for everyone in the league. Use it for a week, drop him. Use it for a week, drop him. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean. I prefer a tight end who gets a little more of the action in the intermediary as opposed to just like that red zone option. 
if I can get a little bit of both, then I'll do both. Like that's if I'm stuck with the guy who's just okay. Here's touchdown. Hopefully they give him his red zone targets. Then fine, but that's not my preferred options at tight end. So let's get to the big names. You know, we kind of uh, buried the lead on this team, but you know, we got a QB Deshaun Watson. Uh, I freaking love the guy. I think he's. Really good quarterback. Uh, just love his skill set. Um, gets out of the pocket, makes good decisions. He can run it if he has to, but he's not usually looking to. Um, you know, knows how to take a hit, protect himself. He's not getting injured out there really. So, just a really good quarterback all around. A player I really wish my favorite team would have drafted, uh, and that would be the Bears. But you know, Deshaun Watson, uh, fantasy wise. I, I mean, I think he should be a top five quarterback every year. I think he's got that type of skill level. Uh, but, it, you know, with everything that's gone on with Bill O'Brien and the departure of DeAndre Hopkins, that he might take a hit this year on his value. So, Rich, uh, where are you going to value put Deshaun Watson's value at with uh, all the turmoil in Houston? Uh, yeah, I think he's taking a little hit, like you said, this year. He's taking a hit. I'm taking a hit, you know. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> take a hit. Uh, no uh i i could see his value diminishing a little bit he's we we talked about it already we took away his number one option um the the guy he is really his go-to guy so that's something you got to see play out that's that scared me off of him a little bit this year i think i i think i'm veering away from it uh different story if he has deandre hopkins there but you know, that's something that we've seen on the field in action, whereas this year we're coming into something that's more of a risky play because we don't know. We don't know what these new pieces are going to look like with it. Uh, we've got Cooks and, you know, David Johnson coming in brand new. That's new pieces. That's new style offense gelling with those guys. I'm a little weary of it. I'm actually surprisingly not too wary of it because when the play breaks down, I just see him running for yards and running to make plays. So where he might not make up in passing yards, I see, you know, him having a much more rushing yards type season where, you know, play breaks down, he he busts off a 20-yard run, gets the first down, you know. So and then that might keep people, D-backs kind of coming up, trying to – and then he gets the one deep, you know. So he he's the only one offensively I'm interested on that team. And like you said, he was number five last year. I kind of see him dropping back to like seven, eight this year. But – I mean, I think people are going to overpay for him, so he won't be on my radar. But if the value is low, I like him all day. He could be a guy who's kind of slips. I think he'll be a solid starter, man, uh, for anybody's squad there. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact, uh, you know, just kind of the way he, he takes care of the ball. He makes good decisions in the red zone. Just a playmaker out there. You know, he could he could go off certain games. Um, you know, get you five or six touchdowns. So he's a nice QB play. But, yeah, go ahead, Rich. What were you saying about him, bro? Well, not only that, I just want to interject, but he also gets rushing touchdowns a lot. So, <laughs> I mean, Brad, but thank you for saying something. You're welcome. All right, Rich, your thoughts about Deshaun, Mr. Deshaun Watson? We talked about Watson. I don't know. Oh, okay. You're done. I thought you still had something to say. No, nah, I'm done with it. How much are you going to – Pay for him, bro. What do you think he goes for? What would you pay and what would he go for? I'll pay 12 bucks. Yeah, he's going to go for more than that. I say he goes for 35. Oof. You think he'll go for 35? Yeah, that's, 
that's steep. Um, it's possible that he could go that high, but I'd say I'm not paying it. I'm just saying that's what I think he goes for. It kind of depends on the nominations when he gets thrown out there. You know, if guys like Aaron Rodgers end up going for like 35 to 40, then uh, yeah, I'm going to think Deshaun Watson will probably be up there too. First off, do not confuse our audience by saying Aaron Rodgers is going for 35 to 40. He has before? Oh, yeah, before. I mean, that's five years ago. So, <laughs> Brad, he, he went for 20 last year to you. <laughs> huh? Aaron Rodgers, 20 last year to you. Oh, he's calling you out. Remember, he was the second player off the board. This is just to your point that you're just kind of making, is that he was the second place. Of, the internet connection is unstable. My internet connection is unstable. Uh-oh, is that what it says on yours? Smoke some more weed. Little tea painy. Smoke more herbal supplements. There we go. All right. That, it's looking much more stable, bro. It's, now that I'm seeing that uh, vape pen just light up, it's super stable now. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> super stable. <laughs> super. Deshaun Watson, though, is he going to be worth – is he going to – okay, he goes for 35 for some reason. Yeah. Seems well, like a is lot. Is that worth it? No. So is 20 worth it, though? I'd say up to 25. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Depending on how you want to build your team. Yeah, I would Maybe. I would be okay with twenty five. I spent twenty five on him, and I was not happy with it during the year. It wasn't last year's the year before. But he did get hurt that year. Yeah, exactly. Like he ended up being the number uh, four quarterback in fantasy, I believe. Was that right? Number four. So that's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, he had some big games. On the average, though, like what's he averaging? Nineteen points. Uh no, it was it was closer like uh twenty three or twenty four I think, um because I remember uh Lamar Jackson was the number one quarterback and he averaged like thirty or thirty one, so Watson Watson was down there though, but he had a really good year, man. Like he, but he did have Hopkins to Rich's point he, that is gone. Well, and also the rushing touchdowns help. You know, you get that little two-point kicker from the uh, rushing yeah. touchdowns. And, and David Johnson's of... there taking all of those away now. So, Yeah, that's another good point. And speaking of David Johnson, Brad, uh, well, you had him last year, buddy. And uh, oh. I know it didn't work out so great uh, for David Johnson in his last year with the Cardinals, unfortunately. 21. So, he had 21 points for the whole year? Shut up. No. No, no, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 21 points for Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. What did I say? 24? Okay, yeah. Uh, a little yeah, bit Yeah, you less. said 23, 24. 24, and I said 19. We were right in the middle again. See, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Back correction, Rich. Check it out real quick. I'm going to tell you something. We're going down here. We're going to uh, Ryan Tannehill. Eight. Just when you think you moved on. Ryan Tannehill for 18.7 points a game. Okay. Uh, and we're going to spend a dollar on Ryan Tannehill or something like that this year, right? And then, yeah, I hear you. I'm like six I on him. I get the logic, but you also have to land that dollar quarterback. Yeah, okay, so two, $2. $23 I can save off of paying 25 on Deshaun Watson. 23 bucks I can save and lose two points. 2.3 points. Per game, yeah. You're halfway to Gurley. 
I think I think twenty two dollars paid me for Aaron Jones last year, so I'm um, I'm thinking I, I I like that twenty three bucks to be able to spend it like that instead. That's what I'm saying. So like no no doubt I like Deshaun Watson's talent, but that drop off isn't like that big of a drop off to me. So like I, I it's a drop off I can maintain at the quarterback position. Yeah, there there are a lot of QBs, man, that put up numbers each and every week. People really like their quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong, and that's. That's something for their own strategies, and and my strategies, I'm I'm not all hell bent on having the best quarterbacks unless it's the best quarterback. Right on, man. Um, where were we going on, uh, David Johnson, Brad? <laughs> I, I shut us down on that. Yeah, David Johnson, he's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. Nowhere fast. I thought you liked David Johnson a little bit. Nah, I got over it. <laughs> oh. He 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 took the same. Uh, Bust down to Houston that uh, Honey Badger took, and you know eventually Honey Badger, you know, ended up on uh, the Chiefs and won a Super Bowl. So he's doing all right. Um, yeah, I just I kind of hope uh, that David Johnson has kind of a career resurgence for the Texans. I'll be rooting for him. But uh, in terms of a fantasy draft pick, I mean, this is one of David Johnson is one of these guys that you know kind of how I'm a believer in Todd Gurley. There's people out there that are uh, believers in David Johnson that he's going to get past his injury problems and get the fresh start down in Houston, and uh, maybe he could get back to his former self. Rich, do you think it's possible for uh, David Johnson? You've been watching the screen. He's not even here. He's not even here. He's got Bluetooth, man. He can hear me. He's, no, he can just hear. He's not even here. He's throwing to me while I'm fucking going to get a snack. He wasn't even here in the screen, dude. <laughs> oh, did I do that? Did I do that? Oh. We'll just wait on Rich. Now he's got time to collect his thoughts about David Johnson, so that's good. He really wants me to talk about David Johnson. He's he's he yeah. wants me first because I I spent ninety dollars on David Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get you that shirt, man. Uh, I already ordered it. I, I'm the asshole who spent 90 on David Johnson. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was stubborn and clicked the button way too many times. Too much clickies. How, how many times is too many? I just remember seeing that thing skyrocket in that year. I was like, Ooh. Just what the fuck is going yeah, on? I, yeah. like, <laughs> I, think, I think everybody was probably just like, uh, what the fuck just happened yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and expound on David Johnson because I gotta take a leak. You got it. Uh, David Johnson, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. You know, you know, Rich. Let's for the next next like two minutes or two minutes and thirty seconds, however long he takes to pee. He's been drinking a lot, so I'm guessing a little bit longer. But uh. Yeah, let's talk about how David Johnson fucked over both our teams. Oh, man, I love that guy, too. And he fucked our team. Yeah. Oh, my back. I don't want to talk about it, but my back hurts. I can't run anymore. Yeah, that's what I know of David Johnson. Oh, I got one and a half of football out of him the year I paid 90 for him. That was awesome. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, and then, then the one time I start, I got Chase Edmonds on my team. And then the one game I actually get him, I start David Johnson. And then, boom, Chase Edmond goes up. What do I do next week? Start Chase Edmond? He gets injured. So, fuck David Jones. I mean, David Johnson's a great guy and all, but... Oh, no. Stand-up guy. Ixnay on David Johnson, eh? He's done. 
Cool. All right, the Texans, you look, you flip the script, you look at the defensive side of the ball for the Texans. Uh, well, they got J.J. Watt. Uh, you know, he's got a bionic arm, I think, at this point. He's just up there uh, fucking clocking fools with that, like, metal brace he has on his arm. But, you know, he's he's a beast when he's healthy. He's just been banged up quite a bit lately. Uh, rest of the defense... Nothing to get too excited about. Uh, any any thoughts on the Houston Texans defense, Brad? I'll go to you, Brad, since you're here. Well, well, thank you, Mark. It, it feels nice to be appreciated. It makes me want to keep coming back, I'll tell you that. He never leaves the closet, folks. He's always there when I need him. I like it in here. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's nice. Uh, it's, it's roomy. Well, maybe not so. But anyways, but... Houston's defense, uh, I do like them. I think they get they got playmakers, like you said, J.J. Watt. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're a good team. I think they're going to get some touchdowns, interceptions, some sacks, and I don't think they're going to be crazy expensive, three to five bucks. Did Brad just say they're going to get some sacks? <laughs> sacks. That's the closet echoing. Enunciate, bro. Enunciate. <laughs> We're not talking NASCAR here. Actually, the Texans, the Texans cheerleaders are, they're pretty nice. They're one that I take notice of when it comes to the uh, cheerleading teams. I don't know. But anyways, what were you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Well, here we go, man. And we are finishing up the AFC South, this division. It has been a, uh, well, I would kind of compare it to plowing a farm field. It's, been a little bit tough to dig through but we're doing it for you guys for our listeners because hey you guys need to know especially about the indianapolis colts i mean look at this they bring over philip rivers from the san diego or la uh, superchargers i mean he's their quarterback now uh he's only been on the chargers his whole career he's been productive he's been a good player um brad i think you might uh i, I think your opinion of his might be one of quack quack a little bit older, he might be throwing up some ducks. He doesn't got the arm strength anymore. So when you're looking at Philip Rivers, uh, are you expecting him to lead the Colts to a division crown this year? <laughs> Definitely not. I just see him leading a fly grading pack of ducks to nowhere. <laughs> a fly grading? Did you say fly grading? I might have said fly grading. A migrating flock of ducks. He said fly grading, dude. Fly grading mock of ducks. Fly grading <laughs> is awesome. That is a great word. A migrating <laughs> flock of ducks going nowhere. All right. But yeah, no, for real. He, the guy cannot throw a 30-yard pass down the field. So do I think he's going to take care of the ball and be an okay quarterback? Yes. Will he lead him to the Super Bowl or a playoff? No. So, do I want him on my team? Maybe for a dollar? You know, I think he might be all right, but I think there's way better options out there. So, go get someone with an arm. Talking fantasy when it comes to Phillip Rivers, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out on that. But as an NFL quarterback, I think him in that system, back with Frank Reich, it'll be pretty good. He'll, um, it'll settle in, into the system real well. So, uh, NFL-wise, it should look pretty good. I, I don't think he's – that one was loud uh but yeah anyway philip rivers all right we're done there so maybe maybe we see uh jacob eason at some point during the season he might be worth a play at the end if uh philip rivers doesn't make it 
Philip Rivers gets injured, I could see Jacob Eason being a decent play at the end of the year. That's interesting. Uh, I thought you guys might be a little bit uh, higher on him coming to the Colts. Oh, I'm high. The experts uh, say that the Colts and the Titans might be the division favorites this year based on that Philip Rivers maneuver. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to expect from him. He, he's definitely getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, came into the league the same year as Eli Manning, who has since retired. So it is definitely getting to that point with Philip Rivers. But, you know, I think Tom Brady and Drew Brees are both older than him. So uh, Philip Rivers, hey, I don't know. He might be a fantasy play. He might tear it up. But uh, the percentage chance for that is pretty low. I agree. Uh, maybe like a 10% chance that he really goes in there and and has a great year. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's a big name. He'll, he might be drafted uh, maybe for a buck or something. So we'll see. Uh, Marlon Mack at the running back position, Brad. Uh, I think this is a guy you might like. Kind of a beast out there for a smaller guy. Uh, you know, I kind of like the uh, the way he runs the ball, man. So what, what are your thoughts on Marlon Mack, Brad? Is he a guy that might be an RB2 for you, bro? Yeah, I mean, I like him as an RB2. The only problem is he doesn't like to run for my team. No, I think I think he's honestly a good running back, too, but he never scores points for me, so I trade him for him twice and constantly just let me down after each trade. So, I mean, while I think he's great, I don't really see him being a solid guy just because even their team went out and drafted a running back. So, obviously, they don't have a ton of confidence in him. So, to me, his shares are going to go down. So, to me, he's just, you know, disintegrated more in value. That's what I was going to say is the fact that they drafted Jonathan Taylor kind of shows. I know. (laughs) Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. I mean, this kid's impressive coming out of Wisconsin. He's really good. Uh, but And it's a crowded backfield. You know, uh, Marlon Mack, they draft Jonathan Taylor early in the second round, um, and they already have Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins back there too. So it's a deep back, uh, deep running backfield. So it's uh, – it's tough. Uh, I would like to have Jonathan Taylor probably on my team. I think eventually he's going to win out and be the be the number one back. And uh, yeah, you know Frank Reich uh, uh, seems content to just make that backfield a committee. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough. I like that uh, thought about Jonathan Taylor though. That that could definitely be a nice uh, flyer, a nice rookie draft pick that could blossom for you. Definitely a project. That would be one of your projects you would want to focus on. For sure, bro. And, uh, you know, I know you're a little pressed for time there, Brad, but can you real quick give me your thoughts about T.Y. Hilton, the wide receiver? I mean, hey, man, we mentioned him in the intro song to the podcast, so let's do the man a service. You know, T.Y. Hilton, he's a good fucking player, so let's get let's kind of talk this guy up. What are you expecting from T.Y. Hilton this year, man? He's a good receiver. Oh, T.Y. Hilton is a beast. The only problem with wide receivers is I always look at the quarterback. And if your quarterback can't throw more than 30 yards down the field, you're not on my radar. So so someone's going to go pay money for him. I just I don't care. I think the real question here is, would you pick Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> or T.Y. Hilton? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I'm just going to take a puff. And listen to you guys talk about it. <laughs> I'm just listening, but uh, that's the million dollar question, man. Million dollar question: Schuster or Hilton? I would actually go Schuster. 
okay. I could see that this year. Um, I like T.Y. Hilton. I think it's going to be an interesting combination, something to watch out for um, possibly with Philip Rivers. I was saying earlier, like, you know, fantasy-wise, I don't really like it as Philip Rivers' option, but for T.Y. Hilton purposes, I, I kind of do like it. So I think fantasy uh, – T.Y. Hilton this year uh, could be real stellar, honestly, like 12 to 15 range, uh, wide receiver 12 to wide receiver 15, somewhere in there. How much are you paying for him? 20. I think uh, Hilton, you know, and you got to think if if Rivers can't get the job done, well, Jacoby Brissett's right there, and he's, you know, he's played decent. He seems to be able to deliver the ball uh, – on time if he's not getting rushed. But why, why do they go get Rivers if they if Brissett's well, that confident, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, well, it's also like Rivers was there. So it's kind of like their, their owner uh, in Indianapolis, he's kind of like the riverboat gambler kind of guy. So, you know, he's just like, oh, Philip Rivers is there. Yeah, I'll take a shot and bring him in. You know, he probably probably likes the fire that Philip Rivers plays with. and It's the bolo tie. Peyton Manning was such a uh, stick in the mud. You know, maybe uh, maybe he likes the fact that Philip Rivers is a fiery guy and gets after it. So uh, I, I just like T.Y. Hilton, man. He's he's always been a good player, a good receiver. And, I mean, the the talent around him is not really there. With When you're talking about Zach Pascal, he's okay. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., not sure what to think. And uh, Paris Campbell, you know, Jack Doyle at tight end. Uh, there's no one else that's really – catching balls that is of note there. So T.Y. Hilton, you know, he might just emerge as uh, Rivers' favorite target and have a pretty nice fantasy year. Brad, I know I'm long-winded when I talk about my boy T.Y., but do you have anything else you'd like to follow up with? I know you got to go, bro. No. Okay. <laughs> Any thoughts about Jack Doyle, guys? Uh, I don't think the receiver is rich. I don't know if any of those guys are worth talking about. Zach Pascal, Save your maybe. breath, Rich. Don't even waste it. Michael Pittman, I wouldn't draft him, but he's somebody on my radar for the back half of the season. Anyway. And Jack Doyle, anything? Jack Doyle or his backup, uh, good old Trey Burton? Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle rules! Decent enough. Back in top 12 tight end, possibly. Bi-week cover, Max. Bi-week cover, for sure. All right, right on, man. Uh, Defense, though. The defense is nice, uh, Rich. You mentioned it. Uh, they have Justin Houston uh, rushing off the edge. Uh, DeForest Buckner they traded for from the Niners, which is nice move. Um, then Darius Leonard, when he's healthy, is a nice linebacker. So, Rich, uh, yeah, this, this defense looks pretty strong, and the Colts aren't really traditionally uh, a good defense. So it's kind of interesting to see them uh, building this unit out because I, I do think they could be a force and be a nice fantasy defense. Uh, where are you ranking them, Rich? This is a sneaky top five fantasy defense right here. Um, last year, they were top 10. A uh, viable option to stream last year, and I think they're even better, uh, like you said, picking up um, DeForest Buckner. I mean, my goodness. Adding that on top, I mean, you, you hit it at all layers. That's what I really like in a defense is to hit all three layers. Um, Darius Leonard, man, that guy's a 
full-on playmaker. I love that kid. Um, and then, you know, they added Xavier Rhodes this season. Uh, so, you know, he, he had a rough season last year, but honestly, you know, that, that happens as a cornerback. You have those kind of years where you just have an off year. I think he'll bounce back, and especially with this whole defense around him. They're looking stout, man. I, I'd like to pick him up this year, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're like kind of more 5-10. to 10. Definitely someone I like on their team, uh, mainly because of the division they're in. You know, they're playing – I don't think Houston's going to be that great with DeAndre Hopkins and that bozo in the front office. I think <laughs> a lot of people don't trust what's going on, so they're going to kind of play with a little turmoil. Jacksonville, they're playing twice. That's that's juicy matchup. So, I mean – and then you got Tennessee. So, I mean, they're. I think they're, you know, possibly number two right there in the division. So, with the defense playing big, trying to get number one spot, at, like Rich said, I think they're going to make plays on all three levels. So, someone I would want on my team. So okay, that kind of naturally leads us in. Where do you where do you have the division? Yeah, who do you think's coming out of it, Brad? I say Tennessee the whole way. Not even a question. I uh, like Mike Vrabel. I think he's one of Bill Belichick's proteges. I like the way he runs his team. He commands respect. Defense oriented guy. You got a guy like Derrick Henry. He just pounds the ball. I just don't know how any one of those teams is going to beat that. Okay, I think that Tennessee's a nice bet. Um... Derrick Henry and Tannehill, you know, they, they had a nice run last year, man. And Vrabel is a good coach, man. His name is kind of hard to say, but Mike Vrabel is a, a damn good coach. So I like that squad a lot. Um, I, I really like Houston, but Brad, you, you mentioned it, man. It's just they let DeAndre Hopkins go, and then Bill O'Brien's just a clown moron <laughs> no one's quite sure what he's doing i mean i know that uh houston Texans ranked at number 32 for their offseason moves you know they just have had a horrible offseason they've lost star players so i actually thought they were number 33 actually i thought i read his article <laughs> as much as i like deshaun watson i just don't think he's gonna have enough uh to really get that team back to the playoffs um so yeah I, it might come down to tennessee and the colts but i'm gonna lean tennessee what are you thinking rich uh, I sit there and kind of, I, I think the whole division, I think we kind of peaked on it there a little bit is that um, they're going to beat up on each other a bit. I think it's going to be a grinder division and kind of be real close. I think any one of those three teams could kind of win it. I, 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 for as bad as, you know, the management has been for the Houston Texans, I still feel like they could win the division. Um, I don't feel like they're out of the division. I feel like those three teams minus the Jags could all be about nine and seven or 10 and six, somewhere in that range and be fighting for the division. So I think it's really tough to call. I'd probably lean towards, I'm actually leaning towards the Colts to be honest with you, even though it's a new quarterback, I think that's kind of like an upgrade. And, and even though it's a different um, quarterback, it's a, it's same system for him. So I think he slides right in there. I think it's an improvement for them. I think they've improved at wide receiver and running back. So I think the Colts might be the surprise winner of this uh, division to me. Right on, man. I like it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and he, you know how we like to do, Brad. We like to uh, smoke weed and then name our fantasy stud, our breakout fantasy player coming out of this division, the AFC South. And Brad, I'm sure you got one locked and loaded because not only is a dab locked and loaded, but his player is locked and loaded. So I'm going to send it right over to him, Brad. What you thinking, man? Who is going to be the breakout fantasy stud from the AFC South, bro? Will Fuller, bitches. He likes Will Fuller. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Fuck no. After earlier? <laughs> yeah, that was quite the Will Fuller tangent you went off on there, Brad. So that's a shocker to me. 
say A.J. Brown is my guy to go to for value and where I think he's going to be. I think that guy's got a lot of skills, going to have a lot of open holes. Tannehill, I liked what he did last year, back half of the season. I think they're hungry. They want to win a Super Bowl. I think you can get him for real cheap, and he could be 5, 10, top 10 wide receiver. Right on, man. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I like that because A.J. Brown, he might be that guy. You know, he didn't really come on until, what, after week 10 or 11 last year. So there might have been some owners in our league or in anybody's league that didn't really pay attention to that, might not have caught onto the fact that A.J. Brown started tearing it up. So that could translate into your draft. He might be a, a guy that, yeah, some people kind of forgot about, and you could get good value. Uh, Rich, when it comes to the breakout fantasy player, man, where are you going to go? Uh, I went with, um, you know, I, I, I kind of felt like I didn't know if Chirk could kind of fit the bill again because I think he's undervalued in some people's eyes. But um, I'll go with Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to be a good project guy, and I think actually that project will start to pan out. So, I mean, if, if you practice patience with that guy, I think towards the end of the year you're going to have a stud on your team. So Jonathan Taylor would be my, my breakout AFC South guy. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to Houston, and, I mean, you can't call him a breakout, but I'm just going to say I'm still going to be a Deshaun Watson believer, man. I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to expect him to still be a top five quarterback, regardless of the losses and the turmoil. I just think he's that good of a player. So, what? Breakout? I said he's not much of a breakout. We're calling this shit. Nope. No. Yeah, no. You got to pick a new player. Pick a new one. Okay. I ask for one player, and Rich gives me three every time. Okay, yeah, bro. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the breakout player this year. Today, I dialed it back to two. <laughs> okay. All right. I break one little rule in a horrible division. And- Don't give us to Sean Watson. Come on. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, we're talking about a top five quarterback, and you're saying a breakout guy. On everyone's board. He literally said on everyone's board. (laughs) We talked about how he could take a step back, and I'm saying he's not going to take a step. Janu Smith, tight end. There you go. There you go. There you go. I like that. Is that better, guys? Does that fit the bill? We love it. That's better. I like that. (laughs) All right, then. It's settled for our breakout players. We will go with Janu Smith, A.J. Brown, and Jonathan Taylor. All right, fellas. Well, that is going to wrap up our AFC South fully lit analysis of that division. Appreciate uh, Brad and Rich, my co-hosts. Thanks, guys, for uh, sticking with it, tagging along, hanging out, uh, passing the blunt to the left-hand side. Uh, Yeah, man. So thank you guys for stepping it up and Also, our podcast is officially live on Podbean now, so that's exciting. Uh, A lot of work went into that, so I want to thank Rich and Noel. And again, uh, give props to some of the vocal talents we use on this podcast, namely Craig and Sarope. You guys know who you are. But yeah, everybody just uh, getting behind us, supporting us, and helping us make this uh, silly idea into a reality so hope you all enjoyed listening and you know gained some uh, valuable fantasy nuggets along the way because the nfl season is fast approaching and of course 
Uh, we're in the same boat as everybody else, kind of living in this alternate world. Uh, not sure how the COVID and the pandemic is going to play into sports, but all we can do is take it one day at a time. So my advice, use that time to listen to the organic football podcast because, uh, I don't know, I think your life will be better for it. Similar to spending oh, five or 20 minutes with Tim Tebow. Uh, it'll change your life for the better. Uh, right, Tom Brenneman? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, guys, check us out on uh, Podbean, and we will have a back catalog on there for you guys to check out. You know, if you guys just get hooked on the uh, OFP, um, we are going to have the pilot episode up there, which is, you know, our first episode, so still kind of getting in the swing of things. You know, it's a little bit low quality, but kind of fun to see the... Uh, growth of the pod and then after that we have several of our division breakdowns just stacked up on the Podbean feed and go ahead and check them out guys because uh it's good stuff and good fantasy knowledge but uh yeah it's exciting we are now live on Podbean and hopefully on apple podcast soon so look for us on that uh we are getting our socials all set up you'll be able to follow us there as well on the facebook on the instagram and definitely uh download that podbean app and you can check us out there five star reviews subscribes thumbs up thumbs down whatever it takes thank you everyone once again and catch us next time on the organic football Sounds of organic football coming to you live.